we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures he restored my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin Wood. we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. Yesterday, I was um, going through my closet and it's so hard to find things that fit me properly. Hallelujah. So I was going through my closet and I discovered what used to be a slim fit jeans it's now on the baggy side glory to god it loose yeah <laughs> and so i called danny i said danny i want you to throw these jeans in the garbage for me I can come back to this later. This would be a good preaching point for down the road. Denzel, why are you throwing it in the garbage? Well, number one, I don't know nobody that size to give it to. And number two, I don't want to keep it. Because I have lost weight before. And when I lost the weight before, I kept my old clothes. The reason I kept my old clothes was just in case I get to eating again. I need clothes that I can put on. This is not what I'm preaching. I, this has nothing to do with what I'm preaching. Can, do y'all remember a statement that Job made? This is going to mess your brain up. Job said, the thing that I feared most has come upon me. We usually begin the story of Job when the devil goes before God concerning Job. That's not where Job's story begins. Job's story began with his fear. Because the thing that he feared most came upon him. We got to obliterate some of these fears that we're walking around with. Because if you keep that fear with you, eventually what you fear most will come upon you. His fear is what attracted the condition to him. Everything that happened to him, he says, what I feared most. He said, what's happening now was in my mind all along. 
And that's why we got to preach. We're preaching. We got to tell you that you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because if that stuff stays in your mind, eventually you're going to attract it towards you. That's why we got to change how you think. And that's why we got to preach the way we preach. If we keep on telling you, that's why, that's why when we, in churches where they preach a lot about adultery, everybody gets me that. Because the thing that you fear the most. Whatever your mind is full of, that's what's going to come upon you. Come on, let's go a little, let's go a little more elementary. Look at how much you tell your child not to open that fridge and eat that popsicle. You don't realize that when you say open fridge, popsicle, they don't hear do not. See, the thing that you fear, what is that he's saying is the thing that consumes my mind. Every fear that you have, what it is, it is a thing that consumes your mind. And whatever consumes your mind, you are going to attract. That's why your Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whatever it is that consumes your thought life, it won't only it'll be a matter of time before you attract it towards you. That's your teaching pretty good. So it's good every once in a while to ask you, what am I thinking? What is it that's consuming my mind? What, what is it that's here constantly in my mind? Some of us, as we get older, some of you, you, you didn't pass 40, you didn't pass 50, and you didn't pass 60. But a lot of you who didn't pass 40, you know what's on your mind, females? Pap smear. What's on your mind? Investigate. I got to check. Oh, 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 boy. That feels like something. And that's why your Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. Don't allow the world to form your thinking. Don't be formed with the world. I ain't telling you don't get your health examination. I ain't telling you don't get yourself checked out. But don't allow it to form you. Because that idea of conforming speaks of Plato. Clay where it shapes it the way it wants it to be shaped. Don't allow the fears of what could go wrong to now form your mind, form your thinking. Because the thing that you fear most, the thing that consumes your mind the most, will eventually come up on you. So we got to rid our mind of cancerous thoughts. Cancer in your bloodline, no cancer in them. Because my Bible says it will not come nigh my dwelling. Now, I can try to tell my cousin and my niece and my auntie them that ain't supposed to come nigh your dwelling, but I'm not going to take your burden on. If you want to keep on fearing cancer, you want to keep on having cancerous conversations, you keep on having those conversations. But as for me and my house, everything that comes under me, we're going to serve and honor God and it ain't going to come nigh my dwelling. I don't care how predisposed I am to breast cancer and cervical cancer and endometriosis and any other name of cancer you could find, it ain't going to come near my dwelling and it even ain't on my mind. You know what on my mind? He that keepeth Israel neither slumbers or sleep. They that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want what was on my mind is nay in all these things are more than that's what I'm consuming my mind with. The 
this I recall to my mind. Therefore I have hope. It's because of the Lord's mercy. God, did I do anything else besides read the text? Okay, so, so what, what all do we read so far? What all do we read? I thought about Danny and the Jansen. Oh God, how I get that? Okay, so, so Danny, I said, throw the jeans in the garbage. Oh, that's how I got there. Throw the jeans in the garbage. That wasn't even my point. Okay, anyway. So I said, Danny, throw the jeans in the garbage. Danny takes my jeans. That is too big for me. Danny puts the jeans on. He tells his mother, I can eventually wear these jeans. Robin said, Robin said I'm, I'm, I'm Danny. Um, those jeans are too big for your daddy. Do you really want to fill these jeans? Danny says, I can wear these jeans. Danny goes into the bedroom, gets one of his belts. Puts his belt in that jeans. Y'all visitors don't know Danny. Danny right here. And he, he pulls that thing like rope. And ties that thing around him. It all over the place. And he's walking around the house in my jeans. Because there's something about a son that wants to be like a father. Jesus. you just There's something about the son that wants to be like the father. If you don't have a desire to be like the father, we got a question whether you're a son. As big as this boy is right here, somehow, Danny, here? Run up here, buddy. Because everybody don't know you. Come, come, come. come. Good. Run a second, second, second. Run a second, run a second. They come through you. Danny, you get through out. No, no, you come all the way up there. Just come right there. You come on stage. Come on stage. Come on stage. Come on stage. Yeah, come on stage. So, so, so this, this Danny, for all the visitors don't know, this is Danny here. This is my son. And he puts on a jeans that is too big for me. He puts his belt in that jeans and he wears it for about half an hour yesterday. Walking up and down in the house with that on because somehow innately in him is a mentality that if it belongs to daddy, eventually it can belong to me. Even though his mother tried to dissuade him and say, boy, you can never get that far. Not on my watch. I'll knock you out. You can get that big. He still says, that's my daddy on. And my daddy sets the standard for how I want to live. So if daddy can live at this level, well, I gonna live at this level too. And I'm saying to you that I didn't, I never told him be like me. I never told him, Danny, I'm saving these clothes for you. I never made him go the path that I have gone. I have not even made him, not least starting to play the keyboard. I make him do that. There's something on the inside of him that just dictates to him. I got to be like the big guy right there. And all of us have that on the inside of us. And the devil's job is to undo that. So all your life, the devil has been trying to deprogram you. Because you were born thinking ownership. Yes, you were. From you as a child, you were thinking ownership. You was going to your cousin's house, and you was only two, and you were saying mine. 
you saw a toy that you like and the God-like programming on the inside of you said to you that I see it, I want it, it's mine. I know we don't like that kind of stuff that we say that'll make you gravelicious, but no, that's a God-like thing. Lord God, can I say this? We should have a God complex. Why? Because the Bible, put the, put, is it there? Therefore be imitators of God. You're supposed to have the complex. You just need the Holy Ghost to taper it. But what happened is the world has come in and taper it and the world says it's evil. You're thinking too highly of yourself. you proud. You know what happened yesterday? The more Danny walked around, the prouder I was. Look at that boy wearing my pants. Look like an idiot, buddy. Look at my son. Look at my son wearing my clothes. And that's why the Bible says that God delights in the prosperity of his children. Thank you, boy. That, the Bible says that God gets happy when we prosper. Glory be to God. So, so God is never offended at your elevation. Hmm. There's something about your child that when your child is two and you sitting where Jody is, that if Jody says to her child here, jump. At two years old, if I'm Jody's child and Jody sits there and say jump, in my mind, I can land in her lap. Now the reality is I can make it right there. I can fall flat on the ground, but because she did That's innate, inherent in us is that quality that whenever daddy speaks or mommy speaks, we believe whatever they say is golden. So this then is how the enemy has put us in bondage because he has reprogrammed us. To make us believe that we are only human and we are subject to whatever happens in this earth and because we were starting to get a little beside ourselves he reminded us by sending COVID and COVID came and told the church you just like the unbeliever preach Denzel COVID came and told us you ain't no different the same rules apply the same rule apply to them the same rule apply to y'all That's an easy preach. Should I leave that alone? Let's leave that alone. Because people probably didn't tie the hair and not say that. I tempted. Oh, when we tell people and continue to tell them COVID protocols and COVID rules don't apply for this space. Because this is the congregation of the righteous. And there's something different but when the believers come together. If there's nothing different when we come together, what we're coming together for, we need to stop coming together. It, we might just stay on Zoom as we were doing during COVID then. What we come together for if ain't nothing different? I, I heard as soon as the numbers got to 20, church says, let's go back to the protocols. I said, Lord have mercy. Lord God. Philip and Kate say we don't care about no protocols. Not Philip. What the boy name? 
Will, Uncle Will. Uncle Will and Kate say, we don't care nothing about no protocols. We canceling COVID. They came to the Bahamas and they canceled COVID. They canceled the whole thing. Shut the whole operation down. They gone, 20 cases. Boy, let's bring COVID. Let's, let's, let's tighten up again. Some of y'all pastors, y'all are too, y'all, y'all too liberal. I taught where the spirit of the Lord is. And that's what we're supposed to be. Now, your problem is you should not be liberal because there's no spirit there. I didn't call anybody, I just talking, I just saying. But if the spirit of the Lord is there, there's supposed to be liberty. There should never be bondage where the spirit of the Lord is. Bondage and the spirit of the Lord don't co they can't coexist. When one shows up, the other leaves. I tell you, man, I was so bothered over the last two years when I, I've been places where, where COVID is king. I've gone churches where COVID is sitting on the throne. That frustrates me. God, I got to go through COVID to worship Jesus? Glory to God. Okay, let me keep on going. I got a couple more minutes to get here. So, so we are imitators of God. And we are to imitate him as their children. We then use Genesis 1. We talked about this a lot this morning. I thought this morning was pretty good. I don't know if you thought so. We talked about this a lot, but I can't hit that now. Genesis 1 and 28, where the Bible says, be fruitful. Say fruitful. The word fruitful means to branch off. Say branch off. It means to establish a franchise. It means to be a representation of the main. That's what being fruitful means in Genesis 1 and 28. So when we look at Ephesians 5 and 1, when we look at Genesis 1 and 28, and we could throw in there Revelation 1 and 6, which says that he has made us kings and priests, the picture then that God has painted to us is that we're supposed to function the same way God functioned. Now, now with this, the Lord then directed my attention to... Genesis 1 and verse 1, because it is in Genesis 1, um, verse 1, down to verse 26, that we learn how God functions. This is our first encounter with God, because it's Genesis chapter 1. This is seeing how God works. Now, we touched this last week. Y'all still here? Am I making sense? All right, let's keep on going. Genesis 1 and 1, we learn how God functions. Y'all ain't got to look at it, but just in case we need to, put it on the screen, and everybody going to read what Genesis 1 and 1 says. Everybody ready, read. That's how God functions. Number one, God begins his story. God don't allow nobody else to begin his story. And so then his story, his story, glory to God. God don't let nobody else begin his story. He begins it himself. And since we are to be imitators of God, we got to take our story out of the hands of everybody else. There are too many other people that are starting our stories for us. Your story begins when you begin to create. If you ain't create nothing yet, your story ain't started yet. And the sad part is people die and never start their story. People live and die and never start a story because your story begins when you begin to create. I talked about this last week. I want you to say this. I want you to write this down, please, or ask yourself the question. Put it in your phone. Who is the center of my story? Is your divorce the center of your story? Is your disease the center of your story? You know what I love so much? Um, Marisha, I, didn't, I, I, I listened to you preach that powerful text on, on, on Friday, but Zacchaeus, you know what's amazing? 
that Zacchaeus had a handicap that God didn't fix? I don't need to fix your handicap. I will not allow you to use this as the central point of your story. And that's why Jesus didn't speak to him from him being up in the tree. Because if Jesus spoke to him while he's up in the tree, then he would have his handicap to lean on if things didn't go right. Jesus says, boy, come down from this tree with your short self. I will talk to you right at that low level that you are. Because just as short as you are, you're going to fulfill purpose and destiny. You will not use your dungroism as an excuse for you not getting anything done in life. That's all right. All right, thanks. God says he is taking your handicap away and it, he takes it away when in the beginning, Denzel. Can you add your name there where you see God put your name? Let's say it together. Ready, go. Y'all ain't get it. Some of y'all ain't get it. I want to do it again. I need you to know this, that this is how we're going to start our life going forward. From this point on, we're going to establish a new beginning. Ready, go again. In the beginning... That's how it's going to be in the beginning, me. In the beginning, God created. So anyway, so this is where I was. Um, looking at this thing about being in the beginning, it got to make us at the center. We got to be the center of our story. And y'all, I said, I know I got this group coming here today. And so I said, I, I don't want to be totally didactic in my approach and pedagogical in my approach to this morning. I want to be a little... Um, um, expository in my approach and so I, I want to find me some pericope yeah that I can elucidate glory to God from from the holy canon of scriptures I want to find something that I can give them to hold on to and I was praying and the Lord says well go look at John 5 and look at this boy that was paralyzed for 38 years he says, I don't want you to analyze his thinking over the 38 years. I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to look through the pathology of his thinking. Don't do that because that ain't where I want you to focus. So he says, I want you to look at him post Jesus I say, okay I, I confuse he says see that once Jesus shows up to the pool and leaves this boy is lost why would you say that because sometimes we're so deep that we only we look at scriptures through our life on demand 21st century mentality you look at the scripture and this boy was lame for 38 years for 38 years his life centered around a pool his life centered around people who was jumping in front of him his life centered around the person who used to pick him up in the morning and drop him to the pool his life centered around the mat that he had that needed to change that was uncomfortable, but it's only the mat he had, and he got to be laying on this thing all day at this pool. 
He had to focus on and all he had to, all he had to, to really um, zone into was this angel that would come that he couldn't see. And he don't know why the angel wouldn't tell him today. I come in today. Get closer to the pool today. So when I come, you could be the first one in. He would see the water trembling and get to start moving. And the moment he get close to the pool, one joker who got a toothache would jump in front of him. Because he said someone would step into the pool before me, meaning that the person didn't have the condition that he had. Whoever came into the pool, he couldn't walk. That one could have walked because they would step in before him. He couldn't step because he was impotent. And so for 38 years, all he has is complaint. Jesus comes in, Rita, and takes his crutch away. You don't see it, see Jesus comes in and removes the excuse of the pool. Moves the excuse of the people that didn't let him in the pool. Gets rid of this problem with the angel. And as I'm, I'm pondering this, God says, tell this church that many of us are still not ready for freedom because we ain't ready to pay the price. Because with deliverance comes a price. Some of you want to start your own business, but you better stay on that mind job. Because you ain't ready to pay the price of having to make your own paycheck. You didn't see that thing coming, huh? You praying, I ready to start my own thing because I know I could do hell. And you don't realize that when you go to work to Cable Bahamas and you do nothing for six days, your check can still be there. But when you start doing hair and you're tired because you got a headache every morning, you wake up with a headache and your nails them break and you say, I ain't doing nobody here this week. When Saturday come and you open the drawer up and you ain't fixed no hair, that means ain't nothing in the drawer. And, and, and Mr. Bahamas from Cable, who first name Cable, he ain't got to pay you no more because you're on his payroll. And you ain't do nothing but WhatsApp and plan church event all week long because you thought you was doing the Lord's work on the man's job and still got a salary but now that you're working for yourself and you ain't do a Christ thing all week long you ain't got a dime what do you do when Jesus truly delivers you this thing hit me so hard he says could you imagine how terrifying this was when he woke up tomorrow Wake up tomorrow and the ride don't come no more. Wake up tomorrow and he goes to grab his bed. But, oh, I can walk. Ooh, what do I do now that my excuse has been taken away from me? Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 6015125 We look forward to seeing and hearing from you 
Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.